a bonus episode. We're here at the Dick Sucking Factory. COVID-19 restrictions have eased up, so we're back at the office. We no longer have to perform our important work over a Zoom call from home, so that's nice. Uh, over on the wall, you can see a big ornamental plaque with the words Employee of the Month and 12 consecutive photos of a big <laughs> smiling man, and it looks like Andrew. Andrew, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. I gotta say, I um, I don't like uh, putting like the Purell hand sanitizer all over my dick, and I don't like putting it all over the inside of my mouth. But you got to do what you got to do to get back to work at the place you love. Yeah, listen, take it to the bosses, you know, take it up the chain. I'm not a complainer. I'm here to suck dicks and make money. <laughs> That's right, and you're you're very good at it. Make money very for the good. boss. I mean, they yeah, do not pay me well. They certainly don't for all the hard work that you're putting in. Uh, on the other side of the room, he's slacking off. He certainly hasn't met his daily productivity targets. He's <laughs> probably been having a smoke on the Mary Jane bong <laughs> by the looks of it. It's Ben. It's wow. Ben. Wow, bro. <laughs> okay, two issues. First mm. off, it's an act of extreme homophobia to make <laughs> Andrew the employee of the month at the dick sucking factory and not me. Uh, it's true. believable uh, Andrew, why are you purelling both the inside of your mouth and your dick? Do you believe that at the dick-sucking factory, your job is to both suck off and be sucked off? Um, if they need someone to step in and get sucked... Maybe for training, gonna... training purposes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay, that makes sense. Welcome to your induction, Zip. Because <laughs> I believe the labour that takes place by the employees at the dick-sucking factory is sucking the dicks. It's to right? suck the dicks. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I think Lucy's right. I think it's training and Christmas parties. <laughs> That's right. Boy. Uh, welcome to the show about the Dick Sucking Factory. Sometimes we do other things. Uh, like, for example, last night we did a fundraising stream for Sisters Inside. I made Ben give the spiel about Sisters Inside approximately 19 times while we were doing the three and a half hour stream. So why not get him to do it one more time now while it's really drilled into his brain? Ben, I thought you were go. Maybe, maybe going to go in a different direction and say that you heard it so many times you were ready to do it now. But I guess no, that's I was, not I nice. was concentrating on a lot of other stuff like fucking up all the aspects of the stream. Hey, you only did that 20 to 30 times, so don't stress out about it too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we like Sisters Inside a lot. They're this amazing Queensland-based organization uh, working around prison abolition and supporting women and girls that are in prison, especially Indigenous women. Uh, they do so many goddamn things, uh, particularly, well, most notably recently they've been raising money directly to just pay the fines that have landed women in jail. So in Western Australia, if you have unpaid fines, you can get thrown into jail in a system that's basically like a debtor's prison, which is they're also doing advocacy work to try and get that legislation um, removed. Uh, but yeah, so they, they've been doing the Free Her campaign to raise a bunch of money, and I think they just recently cracked a million dollars, which is fucking awesome. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I was very thrilled that we managed to put in, I think, five five grand, 5,040-something dollars. Mm. Thank you to all of you dues. who donated. Very generous. Oh, it's an absolute fucking goddamn delight to have so many people just be like, here, take my cash while I'm watching you guys do the dumbest shit imaginable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, thank you to everybody who watched, everybody who participated, everybody who um, helped out with nice suggestions for the t-shirts we were drawing on the stream. 
Well, we had a very good time. Sure did. And we were glad that we were able to, to do something nice. For once, you know? For once. Once in our goddamn lives. Uh, the rest of the time, we are just... We're, we're callously making fun of people. And to be fair, almost all of those people... Real pieces of shit. And a great big piece of shit that we haven't talked about on the show in a while... Uh, is Nationals MP or Senator? Is he Senator or MP? Mm, I can MP. never... Yeah. Also, I mean, we talked about him, I think, in the last episode or the episode prior to last. Was I there? Can't remember. Hmm. What George Christensen. George Christensen from the National Party. Uh, notorious dickhead uh, loves to never do anything of use except for just kind of get up and make racist statements. Uh, so that's pretty cool. He likes to front, like, Reclaim Australia rallies by white nationalists and then go, whoops, I didn't know they were white nationalists. And he likes to go on podcasts by white nationalists and then say, whoops, I didn't know they were white nationalists. Um, I don't know if you're sensing a pattern here. It's probably something to do with his massive bigotry and xenophobia. So um, recently he, is, he has set up a China Inquiry. Oh, you're doing a little uh, Saturday Night Live style Trump impersonation there? No, that's just how I say China. Oh. Uh, orange man bad. Cheeto man. It is. Come on. It's really fun to say China like that. Why don't it's, you hit me with one? Go on. No, I don't want to. Come on. I don't want to descend to that level. We're going to have like five minutes of silence unless you have a go at saying China. I will say that it is fascinating to watch him do like the insane mouth movements that it takes for him to say it that way. Like he's oh, sort of God. doing a, you know the, the, the the chatterbox. What's his name? The the guy from Hellraiser. The, the chatterer. Like, the chatterer. He's doing that face with his mouth when he says the ch part. It is insane. It's very strange. China. Yeah, it's no good. Um, so. George Christensen has set up a China Inquiry website, helpfully at the domain, <laughs> chinainquiry.com.au. That'll do it. He's upset with China, folks. Doesn't like him. He's on that Trump shit. He's all like, hey, all we did was publicly accuse you of deliberately sending the Wuhan bat wet market coronavirus to us as a chemical weapon, and you guys got all offended. Um, so he wants people to write into the inquiry, which means signing their pre-filled out form that says, I hate the sinister Chinaman, um, <laughs> the, the menace from the East. Oh, I mean, like the, cast fucking, a long shadow. the website has like a gathering storm as the background <gasps> image as well. Oh the God. imagery is not particularly subtle. So good. Um, it says China inquiry, a big logo. Uh, and then enough. And then underneath, like in a in a red stamp, it says the classic phrase of the conservative Australian: "Enough is enough." Because that's and what you say when you had enough. I don't want to get bogged down in the details here, but it looks like he's used the wrong. Um, well, not him personally. He obviously didn't do the graphic design. You know how there are the different when you stack images on top of each other in Photoshop. There mm -hmm. are the different mm -hmm. overlay, subtraction, mm -hmm. whatever the different methods mm -hmm. for it. He's done the wrong one. So that he's got all these little white bits all over it that don't look like they really belong in the stamp and they don't belong in the background image either. Awful well, stuff. the problem is that they've probably saved it as a GIF instead of a PNG, so they're not really getting oh, proper transparency. It looks Ugh. like shit is what we're saying. It, looks it does look like, like shit. shit. 
He's had enough. They would also like you to um, take their survey to see if you also if you've had have, enough. If you have had a sufficient portion of the Chinese. So then they can uh, tweet that, you know, 99% of Australians have had enough. It's like, that's what the survey a, will say. I assume. Have, have you ever seen the, the things where, like, people who have signed up to Trump's re-election campaign, uh, they get the emails, and the emails have, like, take this survey. And the survey questions are always, like, does does the weak democratic socialist menace uh, present a threat to our beautiful country? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> They're very good. They're very funnily phrased. And he's taken a leaf out of that book here with um, very cool non-leading questions in the survey. Like, at least 36% of our Australian exports are to China. Given recent restrictions to barley and beef exports and threats of boycotts, is this high level of dependence on China a threat to our national economic security? Yes or no? Well, I got to say, in the course of that sentence, I, I learned a lot of things that made me very scared. Oh, um, it's all also always a good thing to have like multiple sentences in your question for a yes <laughs> or no answer. <clears throat> How about this one? Communist China owns more than 9 million hectares of Australian agricultural land and is the largest foreign owner of this resource. Is that acceptable? Yes or no? Communist China. Communist China. And other questions like, it is estimated that 1.9% of Australia's water is owned by China. <laughs> Do you think that's too much? <laughs> yes or no? No, I think that's the perfect amount. If anything, I wish they owned a little bit more. It's quite low, two, really. I'm shooting for. It doesn't bother me too much. We got so much friggin' water, well, I assume. I've not looked into this. <laughs> well, every time I turn off and tap, it's there. You know? That's so true. I go take a shower, water's coming out. I don't see the problem. So, um, I guess, you know, he's put this whole thing together for that ultimately very, very useful thing to do which is to eventually um put your manila folder on the on the table in parliament and say 600 of the people from my mailing list signed this thing and said yes uh we hate we hate the mysterious oriental a and bunch of people with big pond email addresses are very yes. very bad about this issue <laughs> that's right um and then everyone just goes on with their day because I'm pretty sure that presenting a bunch of signatures to Parliament is like the least effective way that anything has ever been done. Um, but a lot of people have taken a bit more interest with the other aspect of the website, which is that it's registered under the same ABN. That's an Australian business number for you uh, internationalists. It's registered under the same ABN as UTI Relief which promotes D-mannose pills, a type of sugar which is used to treat and prevent urinary tract infections. Which, you know, it's, not, it's an uncomfortable ailment, the old UTI. An ailment? Sure I, th I think it's an ailment. Wouldn't you class it as an ailment? Go the apothecary. I've come down with an ailment. <laughs> <laughs> What's, well... No, I, I guess that's right. I don't really know how I... It is a minor illness. It's a minor mm. illness. Sure. You know? All right. Well, I guess if you're minimizing the impact that UTIs have on people, fine. Call it an ailment if you want. Well, tell us about um, the havoc that your worst UTI wreaked upon your urethra. 
Oh, you know that's private, and I told you that in confidence. <laughs> uh, so, this is from the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, while the company's website isn't fully operational yet, and the landing page advises the website is coming soon. Oh, that's the best kind of website. <laughs> Just don't soon. put the website up. Don't put if, the website you don't up. Don't put it up. Don't put it up. <laughs> so cool. Like, um... Little construction men. <laughs> oh. Coming soon. It's been like putting up a, a street sign pointing... Pointing at where there is no street that says there will there's no street here, but there will be one day. Look forward to that. There might be bit of construction. Um, the website is coming soon. All other pages are publicly accessible and appear in internet search results. Well done, very well done. <laughs> A draft version of the site uncovered by this publication reveals it is nearly identical to the website of another company linked to Mr. Christensen called D Manos Australia, which sells the same pills. Now, Ben, uh, would you like to give us a dramatic reading of the <laughs> About section of the D Manos Australia website? I don't know how dramatic I could make this, but I would. <laughs> I, I could make it pretty dramatic. It's pretty oh. dramatic already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, let me, let me have a try with this. Get in the zone. The About section of the D Manos Australia website. Your problem was mostly of an infectious nature, explained the urologist as he visited (laughs) after performing laser surgery to correct poor urinary flow due to prostate enlargement. That was myself at the tender age of 46. Those words started my search for a reliable way to stop the infection the urologist spoke about. Some years later, I came across a very interesting and informative (laughs) book called... Take Control of Your Health and Escape the Sickness Industry, authored by an incredibly strong-willed lady by the name of Elaine Hollingsworth. The fuck is this? Elaine wrote in her book of a substance which, in her words, is the finest product for urinary tract infection. This was my introduction to D-Manos. I purchased some from a supplier in the United States and, after using it on myself, found that Elaine knew what she was talking about. (laughs) Knowing full well that I was not... Robinson Crusoe, with this complaint, I searched and found a bulk supplier of quality D-Manos so that I could offer the product to the good people of Australia. <laughs> this was the birth of D-Manos Australia. Signed, Ian Christensen. Beautiful. This uh, is, of course, George Christensen's father. Mm. The image that... And now, I know that this is an audio medium and there's simply no way I could share this image. Yep. Uh, if you Google Ian Christensen Mackay, you will see a sort of a <laughs> a three-person portrait of George Christensen pointing to a man in the centre who looks quite harried and unpleasant. Oh, sorry, <laughs> not unpleasant. Unhappy about being in the photo. I can't tell you how pleasant he is. And then uh, another man who looks a little bit like if Mario was a real estate agent. Uh, <laughs> it is a, a very funny photo, but the middle guy... Is George Christensen's dad. Beautiful. I think he's wearing an LNP tie as well. Nope, God. nope, sorry. It's just an Australian flag tie. Ah, Spoke patriot. Yep. The man's a patriot. you got to love him. Can't fault him for that. That's uh, I I feel like that was the beginning of a novel and he just gave up, you know? Why is he telling this in narrative form? It's Some years later... <laughs> Having studied it for many a sleepless night, I got some dick pills. Laser surgery. 
for your yeah. urinary flow. That is actually pretty insanely That's fucking pretty gnarly. Mm. Damn. Like it's prostate enlargement. I mean, co- where are they doing the laser? In your uh, penis they hole. Just <laughs> they shoot it up your, your dick side. They shoot it up it just, your dick hole. It just bounces around and knocks off the stuff that it's got to knock off. You oh, know that that sounds true. That checks out to me. <laughs> they push a push a reflective tube up there. I uh, I'm, I'm sure I've told this on the pod before, but I uh, as a child, as I don't know how old I would have been, I don't know eight or nine maybe, got kicked really hard in the nuts, had to go to hospital, and uh, to check where the bleeding was coming from, they shoved oh, no. a fucking camera tube up my dick hole oh my god uh, and back then it was vhs and everything so that thing was huge <laughs> i actually got to see it live weirdly i'm oh, like no. lying in a fucking hospital bed with a dick camera fucking causing me unbelievable pain uh while there's like a live feed of the inside of my dick very distressing would oh. not recommend people that are into sounding what is the go with you so um a thing that i'm probably gonna have to do soon is go and get my my business checked out on my upstairs, my insides, all that kind of jazz. Which business? You Your talking, uh, about, talking business? a colonoscopy? Talking a gastroscopy? We are we are talking a colonoscopy mm. because um, my my paternal grandmother died of bowel cancer, um, and I think there's some other stuff as well. But I'm I'm getting into that age where yeah, I'm supposed to be one. getting this stuff checked out now. And um, was having a conversation recently with my with my mother when she was like, "For real though, you you need to go and like check that out as well." But also, I've been getting like um, getting heaps of heartburn lately, and they were like, "Yeah, your um your auntie a little while ago had uh like esophageal cancer, oh, which they think is like almost entirely caused by um having heaps of reflux." And then what they do, right, is they take out your esophagus and they just, and they connect it straight up with the next bit down, which is just going straight into your stomach. Oh my God. So it's like, so you, you won't be enjoying the concept of food anymore after that, you know? So anyway, they were like, go and, go and talk to them about that. Uh, Because apparently you can just, you can just get on medication that just prevents you from getting like daily medication and prevents you from getting reflux all the time cool mm-hmm. i'll do that get heartburn from all the delicious sausages i eat i don't <laughs> want that kind of trouble i'm not gonna stop eating the sausages sure um but with the with the other part what i have been informed of that i'm both terrified by and very interested in i've had one by the way you did you questions? get did you get the the cool um uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind drug. No. Because th- Well, apparently there is like a, a type of anesthesia type thing that they can give you where you are awake and and present for the whole thing. So, that you know, they can say, hey, roll over a bit more or whatever. Mm. But you basically just aren't storing any of the memories Maybe as they I happen. Maybe I did have that. I feel like when I read the thing, it was like, <laughs> it was like you're going to be awake for this. And I was like, that shit sucks. But then I feel like I was just out like a light. Like I don't remember anything. And then I woke up and I had a sandwich in front of me. It what sounds you very much like you did have that. This is oh, fucking that's horrifying. That's How horrifying. How is that a fucking like, thing? What if yeah, it's so horrible and then you just don't remember it? But it oh just it just God. really it just really fucks with me because we, we were talking about this stuff and... 
And my dad was like, yeah, it's fine. You go and do it. And then you just don't remember it. And, um, and I was like, what? Cause that, like, I, I don't know why, but just, just on some existential level, that is a terrifying concept to me of like knowingly going and having an experience and being like, I will be awake through this thing. I will be participating in the conversation as somebody fishes around in my ass with a camera or whatever. But then at the end, it'll just be like, welcome back, sir. That's fucked up. You, yeah, it is fucked up. You have no stored memories of this thing that you were there for the whole time. Isn't that wild? I don't like that. It was like, give, give me the total recall drug. Let's, let's see what not happens. not something you want to remember. Just seeing inside you, in your guts. It's probably not. I mean, I, I imagine it's more a... I, I assume that it's more of a situation where it's like a very uncomfortable thing. You would think so. And But they can still be like, we need you to move a bit or like mm. roll over on your back or something. Cough. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what they need you to do while it's all happening. Um, but yeah, just, just that, that very concept to me. Oh. Alarming. Can I, Alarming can I stuff. read something out to you here? Sure. This is uh, a paper on... I don't know. There's a lot of text on the screen that I'm looking at. I'm just going to read you a paragraph from it. Oh, okay. Uh, when a high enough dose of an anesthetic agent is administered, information from the outside world is not processed by the patient and thus no conscious memories are formed. In this sense, all anesthetic agents are amnesic at a certain dose. Subsequently, it became known that benzodiazepines at lighter levels of sedation also produced a lack of later recall. This was the first group of drugs to exemplify the difference of amnesia from sedation. The term conscious amnesia is thus a more appropriate description of this drug effect. Our work has demonstrated that propofol produced virtually identical conscious amnesia as the benzodiazepine mid midazolam. Oh, characteristics of conscious amnesia include relatively minor sedation, apparently normal cognition, and, most notably, a lack of memory for events occurring when effective concentrations of propofol and midazolam were present. Goddamn. That is... Oh, conscious Isn't memory is wild? also referred to as explicit or episodic memory and is characterized by recollection of events, times within context, time, and place. This is in contrast to unconscious or implicit memories, blah, 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 blah. This is a fucking crazy-ass concept. I do it not is, like it? it. I don't like, care um, for it. I mean, uh, like, human memory is already fucked up enough. It's already, like, very fallible, mm. um, very malleable. Uh, I'm I'm sure everybody's seen those those things like those studies about um, you know when they when they get eyewitnesses in for crimes and they say hey <laughs> hey remember this thing and they go yeah definitely and then they're like okay do you remember the person who was standing one foot away from this while it happened and they're like yeah and you can you can show like um, large groups of people something happening like on a videotape. You know, and then you ask them all afterwards to describe the events and everyone will get the core thing right. But there's all this shit around the edges that your brain goes, I can't be dealing with that right now. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of sketch something in there. Um, even I think it's even like 80 or 90% of your vision is interpolation. Is your brain going, oh, yeah, just going to kind of fill a lot of this in based on what I know about the area. There's like those experiments where, because we're only looking at like a tiny fraction of our vision. I realize that doesn't sound like it makes sense, but like we're seeing like a tiny point point, we're filling the rest. So they'll do things where like people read a, a screen showing a page full of words and they'll just completely change the words that are like a paragraph above or whatever and we just will not notice. 
which is pretty fucking wild. Yeah. I don't like but, knowing uh, this about my yeah, brain. Yeah, so, so like your, your memory, your brain, your image processing, all that stuff is like, it turns out, so much less reliable in any sense than you thought it was. But apparently you can also just go along to the hospital and, ta- and say like, take the SD card out while we're doing this one. And we just, we just won't store any of this stuff. Wild. Wild stuff. So yeah, I guess I'll go um, get a camera shoved up my ass soon and I will report back. Oh, it's the days before that are going to be a bad time for you. That's Andrew, the other thing that I've heard. <laughs> so you, you got you to gotta clean out the pipes. You sure do. Let me tell you, when they say to not leave your house and uh, always be near a bathroom, they really mean it. Oh, my well, God. No. What a great time to do it, though. Word you know? of advice. Yeah, that's true. We're all, we're all working at home. We should all just be getting colonoscopies right now. Absolutely. It is, it is the have perfect a, time in life. Have a gander around the pipes. See what's going on. Perfect time to flush the pipes, uh, get a checkup, and learn what it is to consciously disable the memory-forming part of your brain for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Cool stuff. Anyways, uh, George Christensen's He's dick, pills. dick pills. <laughs> He's got those dick pills. He's got those dick pills. Um, and he wants you to know if you do use this website, uh, you are agreeing to the terms of service. And they are as follows. <clears throat> you, the customer, agree that you are purchasing pure D. Manos as a food only and no medical <laughs> claims are made by D. Manos Australia. Uh. So what is it? <laughs> Ironclad. No lawyer <laughs> could possibly get through that. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Like that. That to me is like a very libertarian thing to be like. We'll just slap this the magic words down the bottom here. And the lawyer's going through trying to sue you, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck." Oh, yeah, they said it was a food. <laughs> oh, oh, they shit. put it down the bottom, and the background color of the website is white, and the text is white too. But they have written it here. Fuck. Damn. Sorry, Judge. Throw this case out. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh, um, I, Sorry, I, I just learned two more things about propofol. Okay. Uh, the first thing being that there is a lot of recorded cases of anesthetists recreationally abusing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Which is insane. But also that one of the common side effects is priapism. So you lose all your memories, you don't form any new ones, and you get a massive boner that won't go away. <laughs> But you won't remember being embarrassed about your big boner at the <laughs> hospital. That actually makes it the perfect drug. Fine. Yeah, it'd be great. It, it really is like the ultimate orgy drug, right? Mm. Uh, you don't have the shame of it, but you do get to have like just the time of your life. Yeah, massive boner. Um, just go hog wild. Do all of the most disgusting hidden thought things that you've ever had. I guess we know um, what Andrew is like at an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a checklist of all the things you know will Check super embarrass you on a later well, well, date. <laughs> uh, like, it doesn't go forever. An orgy is a limited time arrangement. And you if you are efficient like in. me, you <laughs> you will want to maximize uh, your, your experience Excel of the orgy. spreadsheet. Of yeah. shame. <laughs> yep. Um, you got to balance up like uh, how long the thing takes, how much equipment you need. How much prep is involved? Uh, you got to hose anybody off afterwards. Up against uh, acts that are a bit simpler, but not necessarily as as truly depraved. And then you can just uh, not remember any of that afterwards and still go around uh, like a normal person. The dream. Sure. Mm-hmm. Living and forgetting the dream. Uh, so anyway, George Christensen, uh, through a spokesperson, says... Um, 
But no, we don't, we don't, well, we were thinking about making a site. Uh, but as you can see, it says under construction, so we never we we didn't finish. We weren't we were never going to finish. Is basically what it says. Um, but we do <laughs> we do uh, have here from the spokesman the D Manus Australia business was established by Mr. Christensen's father and late mother, and to assist with the business, Mr. Christensen bought into it as a silent partner. Hence the creation of the company. Imagio, which is an acronym of family member initials. Imagio. Imagio. The G is for George. I'm sure it is. That seems true. The business is run by Mr. Christensen's father, a 66-year-old disabled man who is still grieving over the loss of his wife and has ongoing depression as a result. So maybe you feel a little worse for making fun He's of the, the dick pills He's having a bad time, all right? So <laughs> leave him alone about the dick pills. Oh. Mr. Christensen has not derived any income from Imagio PTY LTD, <laughs> but it is an ongoing source of income for Mr. Christensen's father. Is it? I feel like you could just give him the money, dude. Yeah. Like instead of investing in his website, he could just be like, hey, man, I earn, uh, what, George Christensen be on what? $200,000 a year? Yeah. A little cash. Yep. Mm. Give him some big lumps of cash. Maybe this is something where um, everybody gets to write it off in some way, you know? Probably. It's a business thing. I don't know about them business taxes, folks. So, um, you know, good luck to them with both the xenophobic inquiry. Mm. And the dick and, pills. And hoping to sell um, food in pill form that does not do anything Doesn't do medicinal. Anything. It will not be fixing any part of you, but good especially luck your penis. Ben, hey, you've got to hear a story in the notes, uh-huh. and I don't know what the deal with it is. So, <laughs> why don't you tell me what the deal is with this story? I love this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story in two parts. Uh, and both of these stories are from uh, a lovely little news website called The Guardian. The first of these is from May 30th, uh, the headline being Microsoft sacks journalists to replace them with robots. Damn. Dozens of journalists have been sacked after Microsoft decided to replace them with artificial intelligence software. Around 27 individuals employed by PA Media, formerly the Press Association, were told on Thursday that they would lose their job in a month's time after Microsoft decided to stop employing humans to select, edit, and curate news articles on its homepages. The team working on the Microsoft site did not report original stories, but still exercised editorial control, selecting stories produced by other news organizations, including The Guardian, and editing content and headlines where appropriate to fit the format. The articles were then hosted on Microsoft's website, with the tech company sharing advertising revenue with the original publishers. Manual curation of news stories also ensured that headlines were clear and appropriate for the format, while encouraging a spread of political opinions and avoiding untrustworthy stories, while highlighting interesting articles from smaller outlets. So, I mean, I don't know who the fuck the people are that are still, like, going to msn.com and looking at the news there. But, like, this pops up a fair bit. Like, if I'm searching for stories or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll find often other people's outlets, sometimes even paywalled ones, weirdly, will, uh, that their stories will pop up on MSN. Uh, so that's that's the first part of the story, right? I get a vibe that this is not going to go well and it might be the one thing they didn't want to happen. Oh, oh, I think it's just a might. prediction. 
almost be the one thing they didn't want to happen. We'll um, we'll find out when we hit it. I mean, it could go well. It could. It Although, could, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Has this this thing of saying, "Hey, what if we just um automated this thing that we normally employ humans to do? What if we had some kind of algorithm, perhaps some machined learning?" Never been a problem in the past, as far as I know. <laughs> it has never ever yeah. gone wrong. I guess, yeah, my question is, can anybody recall that working at any point up I till f- now in history? I feel like Microsoft specifically, didn't they have the thing where they launched the uh, AI chatbot that immediately became super racist? Yeah, they sure did. Well, fool okay. me once. <laughs> uh, well, at least that probably won't happen again. Yeah, uh, almost certainly. And here we go. What's the second part of this story? This is a a second story from The Guardian. This is from June 9th. Microsoft's robot editor confuses mixed-race Little Mix singers. Uh, Oh, boy. Microsoft's decision to replace human journalists with robots has backfired. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What a sentence to have to write. We laugh (laughs) the whole time. Uh, after the tech company's artificial intelligence software illustrated a new story about racism with a photo of the wrong mixed-race member of the band Little Mix. A week okay. after The Guardian revealed plans to fire the human editors who run MSN.com and replace them with Microsoft's artificial intelligence code, an early rollout of the software resulted in a story about the singer Jade Thirlwall's personal reflections on racism being illustrated with a picture of her fellow band member, Leanne Pinnock. Oh, you can't write it like this. It's just... L- leading to, uh, in honour of Theo, who is not currently here at the moment. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> I think this might actually be a, uh, this, these are the two things we didn't want to happen, but we'll, we'll get to that at the back <laughs> half of this article. Uh, Thowell, who attended a recent Black Lives Matter protest in London, criticised MSN on Friday, saying she was sick of ignorant media making such mistakes. She posted on Instagram, MSN, if you're going to copy and paste articles from other accurate media outlets, you might want to make sure you're using an image of the correct mixed-race member of the group. What Thurwell could not have known, according to sources at the company, is that the image was selected by Microsoft's artificial intelligence software, which is already responsible for editing parts of the news site, which attracts hundreds of millions of readers worldwide. Uh, Oh, man. Asked why Microsoft was deploying software that cannot tell mixed-race individuals apart, whether apparent racist bias could seep into deployments of the company's artificial intelligence software by leading corporations, and whether the company would reconsider plans to replace the human editors with robots. <laughs> a spokesman, spokesman for the tech company said, as soon as we became aware of this issue, we immediately took action to resolve it and have replaced the incorrect image. And that well, answers those questions. That answers, yep, that's, you covered that one. <laughs> It was, uh, it, I got into a habit when I was still riding a pedestrian of just any time you sent people a bunch of questions and they just sent you a statement, you'd just be like, they did not answer the question. You just act like <laughs> explicitly writing, the they didn't answer the question. Uh, it, it feels really fun and it's accurate and PR people fucking hate it. Uh, this is the second thing they did not want to have happen. <laughs> In advance of the publication of this article, staff at MSN were told to expect a negative article in The Guardian about alleged racist bias in the artificial intelligence software that will soon take their jobs. Because they are unable to stop the new robot editor selecting (laughs) stories from external news sites such as The Guardian, the remaining human staff have been told to stay alert and delete a version of this article 
if the robot decides it is of interest and automatically pl- publishes it on MSN.com. Oh, no. They have also been warned that even if they delete it, the robot editor may overrule them and attempt to publish it again. Oh, oh my God. No. I love this timeline. Uh, oh, being told of, that you are fired. You by... will be overruled by your robot editor. The robot that's taking you your do. job. <laughs> uh, Fucking hell. Staff have already had to delete coverage criticizing MSN for running the story about Little Mix with the wrong image after the AI software decided stories about the incident would interest MSN readers. Oh, that's so good. This robot's just throwing it back on the MSN page. Oh, oh it's beautiful. incredible. Robots Robot asking, am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the robot is not wrong. Robot editor is an ally. We love him. God we love damn. the robot, sort of. Sort of. It's taking everyone's That's... jobs, but it's doing he a good job of it. They, so it, it didn't ask to be created and employed. That's not on it. It's not the robot's fault. So, um, we do like to talk about advice on this show, giving advice to people. Mm, not about, just robots. About <laughs> questions that they ask on the internet. Now, I'm going to play the theme for this segment. Paging oh, Dr. Lucy. Okay. And then, I will continue this segue. Yeah, you got to mm. listen to that one in silence. Really sink into yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we we normally, when we're doing paging Doctor Lucy, we'll go and look at the relationships subreddit for uh, terrible things that people have had to ask for help with. Although something did catch my eye today from the legal advice subreddit, um, because that is also another one where people come in and say, "Help!" Uh, a real real headline: Someone is suing my cat. Um, important things that you need to ask people for help with. And this uh, this one kind of comes to mind and is quite topical given that we were just talking about getting fired by a robot. Uh, this is from Reddit slash r slash legal advice. I was laid off. My boss expects me to finish a big project given when I was salaried for free. Hmm. Mm. Pretty cool. Cool stuff. Uh, so this is under the employment law section in the state of Illinois. Basically, I was in a salaried position and handled large projects that take days slash weeks. So my job was never nine to five. With the current crisis, I was working from home for a few months. Last week, Thursday afternoon, my boss asked me to start working on a project requiring around 25 hours of work. The deadline was Friday, June 12th, and I had another project ongoing. So I didn't start the new project right away since I had time to handle it later. Today, Monday, the June 8th, Uh, My boss called me to tell me I've been laid off, but I will keep working as a freelancer because they can't afford me on a salary. Man, fuck that. Mm -hmm. That's That's so bad. Just like the the biggest... Like, it's almost worse than getting fired in a way. Like, if they just said, fuck you, go find yourself another job. You'd be like, damn, okay. Time to set about my life. That doesn't involve you anymore. But being told like, oh, yeah, you know how you got a salary and like holidays and, 
you know, breaks, all those, all those kinds of things. You remember lunch breaks? Um, we're just taking all of that stuff away and then we will pay you as you go for work that we will give you at our whim. Really sucks. Mm, that shit sucks. Hmm. I haven't started that big project yet because I didn't work over the weekend as I had no idea I was about to be fired. It was done with no notice. <sighs> My boss wants me to finish that project without being paid as a freelancer for it because I received the order while I was still salaried. What? He Fuck thinks you. that if I had worked all day, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, it'd be done Therefore, it's my responsibility <laughs> to provide that labor for free now Holy that I'm not salaried shit. anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, my kidding? God. He's saying we're talking about uh, around $500 for that project alone that I would get if I was being paid as a freelancer to do it. So, not only have we fired you and taken away all of your benefits and everything... But also you're a freelancer now. But also we would like you to do some freelance work and we don't want to pay you for it. I feel like it would actually be legal to murder your boss in that situation. Mm. Probably crime pass. Mm, yeah. Murder your boss if this happens to you. Damn. Uh, so this person's question is, is he right? Do I owe my company that labor for not completing work that I could have completed if I worked weekends but didn't because I thought it was unnecessary? Oh, you sure don't. This has the same energy as like uh, all of the relationships posts where it's just like a woman listing all of the insane things that her partner has done to her and being like, am I in the wrong here? <laughs> am I same crazy? Energy. Yeah. Oh, you poor abused sweetheart. But... um. Like, after going through the comments a bit, obviously everybody's just saying no and working without getting paid for it is illegal. Um, and switching someone from a salary to a freelance role without a substantial change in their duties is a huge red flag. And so, you know, people are saying, no, what are you talking about? Fuck this guy. And the, the poor person who posted the original thing is saying, well, the problem is that if I say no to it, then they won't give me any other freelance work. Um, so you're work saying somewhere be, else. Work literally saying, anywhere else. It says, to be clear, my boss is absolutely convinced that I am legally bound to do that work for free since it's just completing an order I was given when I was salaried oh. and would indeed not need to be paid for that specific project. My boss is a reasonable person I can argue with, but he is certain that he is in the right here. He's not a reasonable He's person. He's certainly no. not. Good luck, bitch. That's why I'm looking for more solid arguments. But like, you, if you said to someone, we're firing you right now with no notice, then you're already, you've already agreed to not pay them for anything that they do after that point. Like, because yep. you don't work there anymore. And if someone's a freelancer and you have work that you want them to do, then you have to pay for that time they're working. I, I can't even begin to understand why would you Where, think this is okay? How could somebody could have convinced themselves that this was a reasonable thing to ask of, I guess, a former employee? Uh, they developed what is called boss brain. But yeah, he's, he says, he's saying, like, you know, oh, my boss could fire me if I say no. And everyone's like, he's already fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, they're like, yeah, he could fire me. Um, and people are like, well, you've already been fired, so 
that can't really threaten you with anything, what's going to happen? What's, what's the bad thing that's going to happen if you don't do a bunch of free labor for someone? And this guy says, well, he can decide not to give me more freelance work to do, thus reducing my income even more. But he's already asking you to do unpaid freelance work. He's already doing that. And he can decide not to rehire me after the crisis is over. Why would you want to work for this piece of shit? Why? God damn. <sighs> Just terrible. And then he's going to leave his wife for me. And we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll be happy together. We'll happily ever after. <laughs> Soon. Any day now. Oh, man. He says, I'd, I'd rather avoid not getting rehired after the crisis is over. Man, I, I feel fucking terribly for all the people out there. Yeah, that sucks. In the financial crisis as a result of the pandemic, who are getting less or no hours, all the people in hospitality who just had to like go home and you have no more income as of like right now, um, all those people. But there is a, a great big chunk of people that are going to fit into this category, which is where your employers said, oh, we've had to reduce your hours to zero and we're totally going to hire you back after all of this. Or... Yeah, we're, we're changing you from being permanent to being a contractor. But once this is all over, we will totally voluntarily make you a permanent employee again. So many of those people are going to get absolutely fucked. And that shit mm -hmm. sucks because in America, you can't get unemployment unless you got fired. So it's pretty bad. Yeah, I, um, I've, I've seen things because I obviously I have no understanding of how like attempting to claim unemployment benefits works in the States. Um, so does that mean if you if you quit your previous job, you can't get employment? Yeah, you unemployment? can't get it. You have to have Jesus been made redundant or been Christ. fired. That's, yeah, so a lot of people are in like really fucked up positions where they didn't necessarily lose their job or they're ke being kept on for like a really small amount of hours and you just can't get unemployment. Well, yeah, I was going to say I've seen I've seen these things where people are talking about like either having been furloughed where they've said, Oh, you know, there's a certain percentage of our workforce where we just we just don't have, you know, we, we don't have the hours to put these people on. Um, but they're still all like retained as employees or people where their bosses have said, we, we can't, you know, bring you into the restaurant or whatever. So we're just going to roster you for like zero hours. Yeah. Indefinitely. And people go, oh, okay, well, I'll try and get on unemployment. And they go, no, no, it says you're employed here. Yep. You're scheduled on to work uh, zero hours next Thursday. Oh, but we got $1,200 once, so uh, everyone's well, having a good so time. So you're all fine. Keep Ooh, everybody going for a while. Right. So, yes, it's, uh, it's good to see that over in the world of legal advice, people are just as Same horrifically energy. crushed. Mm -hmm. um, but over on the relationships front, Lucy, did anything catch oh, your eye today? We got bosses and we got boyfriends. This is People sent me this one, so... <laughs> Listeners have probably heard it, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Boyfriend won't stop telling me I have BO. Sounds innocent enough, right? Does it? <laughs> Possibly, you know. You read this and you're like, mm, maybe maybe he's right. Maybe he's well, right. Well, it depends. It depends. There are only two ways that this can go, especially if you're someone who was bothered to write a thing and put it on the internet. Yeah, that's the right. The first one is, this person won't stop telling me that I smell like shit, and I do. And I'm really, and I have to do something about it now, I guess. Um, and the other one is what we're about to see. Mm, this one was a wild ride for me. I didn't see this coming. So I've been with my boyfriend for over a year. Everything has been great, except for one thing. 
They always say everything's perfect except this one thing. You're lying. <laughs> You're 100% great. lying. <laughs> everything's good real. except for the biggest red flag <laughs> the world has ever seen. Uh-huh. Uh, every single day, at least once, he will tell me that I stink and smell of B.O. Every single Come day, on. at least once. Uh, when we met, I showered every day, applied regular deodorant in the morning, brushed my teeth three times a day. Now I'm so paranoid about smelling bad that I shower at least twice a day. I apply new industrial strength deodorant every few hours. I have a reminder on my phone. Perfume and I brush my teeth anytime I eat or drink something that isn't water. Oh, sweetie. God damn. Uh, I feel like I'm going crazy. Fair enough. I didn't think I smelled bad in the beginning. I don't think I smell bad now, but I obviously smell bad to him, right? I'm that weirdo that keeps sneakily smelling their own armpits. I've been to the doctor and he said there's nothing medically wrong. It's honestly gotten to the point where I literally shove my armpit in friends and family's faces asking if I smell bad. They all say I don't smell like BO at all. And one friend said I smell too clean like a lush store. <laughs> well, I was going to say, wouldn't, wouldn't the doctor even just be like, you, you don't smell like BO? Like I'm, I'm sitting yeah. here directly across from you. Because like, let's, let's be real. Significant body odor is like, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a medical thing. Well, no. Well, not only is it a medical thing, but it's it's like quite a quite a thing to process. If you are, for example, sharing an elevator, a small space with somebody with some very significant body odor going, like mm. it's it's really pungent. It cuts through the air, like really, really hits you up in the back of the sinus. You're very aware that it's happening. I'm sure that in some cases there are people who have bad body over odor, but like you know how people's olfactory senses will just get way too used to something. Oh, you get smell blind. You can absolutely get smell blind to your own particular smells. Um, people don't smell their own houses. You or know, sometimes like someone that. just smells bad to you, which is what I thought this was about. So one, of my, um, one of my kids came over from a neighbor's house, uh, came back over from our neighbor's house the other day. Um, the other kid was still over there playing. She came home and I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I just didn't want to hang out over there anymore. And I don't like how their house smells. <laughs> I was just like, damn, like We've I know that there. it's, I know that that's just a four-year-old being like, this person's house smells different to us. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Um, they got dogs, maybe, maybe that's a contributing factor. But I was like, there's just no, it's really hard to find like, a, <laughs> there's no like way to say, I don't like the smell of this person or their dwelling. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like quite harsh, yeah. you know? But uh, in this case, like, surely a doctor or anyone would be able to say to this girl, seriously, you, though, like you, a don't, psychologist you don't referral? smell. You don't smell. This guy is fucking nuts. Yeah, I'm sure they are telling her this. Uh, I'm getting so paranoid. He won't cuddle or anything when he says I smell. I really don't know what more I could do. Here, here's where it, here's where it, really it all kicks happens. off into a high gear. <laughs> Update. It's when you know what's happening. Update. <laughs> Unexpected edit. I waited for him to make a comment this morning so I could talk to him. It was less than an hour after waking up that he said, God, you stink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I had already showered and put on deodorant. I snapped and asked what exactly was he smelling because at this point I'm one of the cleanest people on the planet and if I still smell bad to him, then we should just break up. Fair enough. He got all panicked and upset. I eventually got out of him that this is what his father always said to his mother. Apparently, his father told him that it is a surefire technique to have a woman never leave you because she will feel too low to cheat, will love only you, and will always be clean. 
Needless to say, his father is wrong. He's packing his things and moving out of my house today. Imagine, imagine having to say out loud to somebody, oh yeah, I, I was told that if I do this to a woman every day, that she will hate herself too much. To ever leave me. To ever try to find someone else. Uh, so that's why I do it. Thanks for asking. Mm. Like, is that cool? Is, that, <laughs> is this <laughs> is this working for you as well? <laughs> now I hope we can put this behind us, you rancid, stinking woman. Go and about our business. She's already dumped him, so that's yeah. Over. There's no there's no recovery. Uh, that's pretty fucked up. I mean, further crime pass. It is legal to murder a guy that does that to you. Yes, Ooh. or any any variation of this. Just like double check that you definitely don't have BO. Uh, and then if you're in the clear, just straight up to kill him. Yeah, ask one other person if you have BO and then that's fine. I wonder if this has given this guy any, any type of reflection on like the sort of person his own father is. You would hope so. I hope this is going to be a real wake-up call for this uh, terrible, terrible man. Just maybe it, it all suddenly clicking into place that you're father horribly abused your mother for decades Mm. decades. my whole model for relationships is based on something really fucked up whoops yikes (laughs) it's also extremely juvenile sure is there's no ages on this one which i don't like it's also i'm going to assume that she is 18 and he is 25 or over because that's what Mm -hmm. these stories are always like Either that or like uh, 25 and 32, you know? Yeah. She's still she's still young enough to take her life in a totally different direction. And her boyfriend's a fucking loser. Uh-huh. Oh. He is the, uh, the Tim Heidecker character from that I Think You Should Leave sketch. Oh, man. <laughs> oh my jazz records. Those are records. Paul oh, It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a wonderful sketch. <laughs> hey, we've been talking a lot about bees lately. I don't know if anybody has noticed this. Mm. The kind of bee themes. Um, I've been hearing more and more about bees. Yeah. Specifically from from you people. Well, I this is actually something that's quite close to my heart, right? That we've we've been talking a lot about bees and uh, criticizing them, saying that we should get rid of them, that they can be bad. And a lot of people are telling us like it's all well and good to have these slogans and to try and get this message across, but you know, you, you're not actually putting down concrete proposals for a world without bees. That's true. Uh, and, you know, it's fair enough. You know, a lot of times when people criticise us, we just sort of laugh and dismiss it out of hand. But I think that was fair. So uh, I, I thought maybe I would put across an alternative to bees. And this is sure. a great place where you could put the nature corner theme. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I guess, um, like now? Well, I mean, the best time was 10 seconds ago. The second. Seamless. Uh, so this is this is a press release from um, Edith. Are we going to say Cohen Cowan Cohen Cowan 
Cowan. Edith Cowan University, Western Australia. Pretty sure it's Cowan. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> Great. Uh, I think it's Cowan for the record. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, in World First, ECU researchers have discovered a plant that has successfully evolved to use ants, as well as native bees, as pollinating agents by overcoming their antimicrobial defenses. ECU PhD student Nicola Del Nevo, Del Nevo discovered the trait in a group of shrubs found on the Swan Coastal Plain in Western Australia. Mr. Del Nevo said ant pollination of plants was incredibly rare. Ants secrete an antimicrobial fluid that kills pollen grain, he said. Anti? That's very cute. <laughs> that barely counts as a part, I it's, think. No. Nah. Uh, it's, it's anti. It's, it's antimicrobial. Antish microbial. <laughs> Uh, so ants have traditionally been considered to be a menace. Nectar thieves whose aggression keeps other potential <laughs> pollinating insects at bay. I agree. Shredded nectar thieves. <laughs> However, this group of plants at WA, commonly known as the smokebush family, Conospermum, uh, has evolved a way to use ants to their advantage. Mr. Delnevo tested the effect of the antimicrobial secretion from three ant species found locally on the flowers of six WA plant species with startling results. We found evidence that conospermum plants have adapted the biochemistry of their pollen grains to cope with the antimicrobial properties of the ants. This is the first plant species in the world found to have adapted pollen traits that enables a mutually beneficial pollination relationship with ants. About 46 examples of ant pollination have been documented around the world, but these have been due to the ants producing less toxic secretions that allow them to pollinate. Mr. Donevo said that pollination by ants was particularly good news for these plants as they were unable to rely on honeybees. So that's what people always say, you know. Well, if we get rid of honeybees, who are you going to call when you need pollen? Mm. Mm. Ants. Defund the bees. Defund honeybees and I'd, put your money into ants. I don't know. I'm not a big ant fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, uh, I didn't really think this through. Actually, while I was looking for something for Nature Corner, I found this horrible subreddit. There's just, like, barely anyone in there. It's, like, five accounts posting <laughs> animal stories, all from, like, those really bad news aggregate websites that are definitely just, like, spyware things. <laughs> mm-hmm. But one of the posts in there that had no upvotes, no comments, no nothing, was just uh, Discord for Ant Keepers, and then a link to a Discord, presumably, <laughs> for Ant Keepers. <laughs> it's a fancy word for someone with a little glass ant farm. Yeah, we've all had one. Imagine the chat going on in that <laughs> Discord. The memes, oh, the be the customer moats. I bet it's great stuff. Well, now I feel guilty because I killed a lot of ants tonight. Oh dear! Oh, did you? What was been your, having what was a your real method? ant problem? It's been going on for so long. I've been trying to keep them away with vinegar and baking powder and whatever. It's just not happening. So we had to get ant traps because they're eating all of our food all the time. So I put one of those little ant traps where you just put a little drop of the, the terrible poison that makes you a murderer. Mm-hmm. And then I open the cupboard and it is, it's like Jonestown in there. It's a very unpleasant sight. <laughs> oh, no. I, um, I'm all about the, the ant rid type poison. Where you put a couple of drops of that sweet, sweet murder nectar down. Mm-hmm. Um, but because uh, like Elna, Elna is similar and where she's like, I made a... I made a spray with some vinegar and baking soda in it, and it's not harmful to the environment and, and doesn't do anything. Eating my cereal. Yep. Can't have it anymore. Yeah, when you're like trying to wipe everything down all the time, and they're just coming in through all the nooks and crannies. Yeah. And um, 
But and like I found the ant rib thing pretty reliable. But a little while ago, we had these ants that were like half the size of normal ants, just these extra small house ant kind of things. Um, and they were not having that type of poison. I was putting it down, and they would walk up and audibly say, <laughs> and then just walk past. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's my go-to. You guys are meant to pick this shit up, take it's it back, powerful. Uh, feed it, feed it to the queen. Uh, and some sort of weird vor scene. And then you're all meant to die tidily in your nest mm. where it can't see you. Um, and I wound up having to get the, the ant spray. Oh, God. Which is even worse as far as feeling like you are just blasting poison all over the place. I just want to kill the queen, you know? It's not their fault. They're just workers. Just want to kill the queen. Mm. Hey, um, little tiny nature corner follow-up. Before we go. Oh, okay. Who remembers the story about the lizard uh, from Florida that was packed so full of shit that it was crushing all of its internal organs? Oh, the the (laughs) record-breaking shit lizard. Yes. Yes. Record-breaking shit lizard. Uh, We read from an article uh, that featured some statements from um, Natalie Clownch in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I laughed a lot. While I was saying Clouch, because it's just it's just very fun, very fun name, and I respect it. Uh, but we got a comment on uh, on the post for this episode from somebody saying, "My wife is Natalie Clouch." Oh. What? And if you want to ask her follow up questions for another Nature Corner segment, her Twitter is at Heart to Herp, H E R P. She wants That's you guys great. to know that you did pretty well with her last name. Oh. Oh, that's very nice. Usually, uh, that's maybe, of all the things we're bad at, one of the worst. So, um, shout out to Natalie Clouch, University of Florida PhD candidate, uh, studies eco-immunology and the stress physiology of invasive reptiles. Apparently, when some of them get stressed, they get really backed up. Don't we all? I still can't. It's relatable. I'm I'm in awe of that lizard. Just uh, not not record-breaking for lizards. Record breaking for animals in general. <laughs> Just astonishing stuff. Oh. I um I still resent the uh, the original story that we read that through for the wild speculation that pizza grease was responsible for the constipation. <laughs> I, I would have loved for that to have been backed up by something. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So um Natalie, if you are listening to this, um please let us know if what you think caused the the massive constipation of this lizard was it pizza crusts in the local area or was it something else you could write into mailbag at buntavista.com in fact any of you people listening to this can write into mailbag at buntavista.com um so thank you again natalie for your great work with just mind-blowing lizard dookies Mm. i love it (laughs) <laughs> and uh, thanks everybody for listening thank you to everybody who donated to the fundraiser mm. yesterday oh, thank you so much um, you can of course find Sisters Inside online and just do your own donation if you missed out on that and and would like to contribute to a good cause so that's it for us and we'll see you next week we got a wow, whoa our lunch hour is just running over we gotta get back in there I'm hearing the big Whistle the big oh, steam the whistle at the He's dick sucking the factory. Whip. I'm He's stretching my jaw. Whip. Oh boy, I'm I'm sliding back up the dinosaur into the dick sucking factory. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting out of here. 
See you, folks. Bye. Bye.